Hello, everyone. Welcome to English Sex, a show where you can power your business skills, power your social skills, and power your life. And we are back after a long hiatus. Welcome back, King. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty happy. I mean, it's been a while. I kind of missed doing this. Doing so, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if you must know, today is a very, very special show, probably our most special show ever, uh, because just like that big X over there, X means 10, and we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Has it been that long? Today. It's today. Yeah, it goes by fast. I didn't think, uh, I didn't even know. We opened yeah. this company 10 years ago today, August 9th, 2010, and it's now 2020. 20. Mm. Ooh, 10 years. Where did the time go? <laughs> and we, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. I'd like to say we look exactly the same. Uh, we look exactly the same? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I'm going to uh, pop a picture up. Yeah, we could do you. that. I think we could do like, a, you know, that 10 year challenge, one of those. <laughs> we do one of those. We'll put it up there. Yeah. I, I got a surprise for you. Okay. Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the surprise? I don't like surprises. Uh oh. Let's see. <laughs> hello ingrid hey ingrid hello hey Raz. we miss you so much i miss you so much too <laughs> where are you right now ingrid i, I i'm at home you're at home no yeah with the two babies yeah oh my god two babies. we were just uh, we were just thinking because it's 10 years since we hired you you interviewed uh -huh. with us 10 years ago this yeah. month. Uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Years. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you, uh, what do you uh -huh. remember about Ting from 10 years ago? Ting is very serious. Okay, and how can how can he change that, or should he change that? Because everyone that always meets him always first thinks he's serious. He thinks he's that way. Should he change that, or that's just his style? Because he's been this way for ten years. Yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. And uh, and what do you remember about me from 10 years ago? You. Yes, me, <laughs> me. Russ. Russ is very happy and Alright, and what do you remember about the company from 10 years ago? Mm. 
很很用心呐、啊，就是很努力想要提升台湾人的英文程度。嗯，因为因为因为台湾人在学校，像我们平常在学校都是那种呃填鸭式的学习。嗯，所以台湾人很会考试，但是不会沟通。嗯，我还我还记得，就是印象非常深刻。我刚到 g r a n d v i l l 的时候，有一个以前有一个学员，<笑>他是会计师、嗯，然后因为他他需要用英文来跟客户面对、嗯、呃面谈、嗯，那他一开始来 v i 的时候，他都不敢。呃，不太敢说英文。可是他上上了听，就是听跟 Rush 帮他上课之后，他讲英文的时候变得很有自信、嗯，而且他很快就是可以提升到那种商用的英文。对啊，所以我就我我觉得听哈拉你们你们呐、啊，就是帮帮会计，就是解决很多上工作上的困困境。嗯 Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid.、Uh, we won't take up too much of your time. I have one question. Have question. <clears throat> yeah, Ingrid, is there anything you think you learned or that you feel like you got from our experience working at Vine? 很多哎，像 you learned a lot because we were also learning. We didn't know what、yeah. we were doing. <laughs> In 那个像怎么样当一个业务啊？怎么样去开发更多的客户啊？然后你们让我变得就是比较有自信，讲话比较有自信。嗯、因为我以前，嗯、呃，可能刚开始工作的时候，嗯、呃，比较没有自信。可是跟你们在工作在一起工作，就是讲话啊，或者做很多事情，就变得比较有自信。而且就是你们两个的个性。就是一个一个比较比较安静，那一个就是比较活泼，刚、嗯、好一正一负，所以我在你们身上学到不一样不一样的事情，觉得自己自己变成熟很多啦，变就是成长很多。然后像以前你们都每每个月都会办一些活动啊，嗯、呃，像万圣节啊，还有圣诞节啊这些。每一次在办活动当中，我都可以就是一起学习到新新的事情，对啊，然后然后也可以跟那些学员一起成长。哦、oh, okay. ，我觉得谢谢谢谢你们。No no no, thank you, Ingrid. You were our very first employee ever. Yeah,、uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, she yes. was the first to get an actual corporate. Corporate account, Corporate first account to get sales, sales on your own.、Yeah. Um, everything uh, you you always have a place in our hearts.、Uh, you're definitely、uh, the mother of the Vine family.、Uh, thank you so much for everything, Ingrid. <laughs> thank you. We love you. Thank you so much.、Yeah, okay. Thank you. We okay, can't wait、good. to see the kids. Yes.、Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Bye bye, okay. Ingrid. Oh, bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was nice. That was great. Like,、uh, <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen. Last time we saw her was at、uh, Max's, Max's wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while.、Uh, but that was our very, very first employee, and、uh, things were like back then. Like we had no money, so we we're like, can we afford more than one employee? So like, you were like, we decided on just one. But you were like, you couldn't say no <laughs> when you called the other one to like tell her like we're not going to hire her. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we hired both,、yeah. knowing that if we don't get any customers that month, 
we're out of business <laughs> in our first month out. Like I didn't have enough budget for two staff for more than two months, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. know, so we really had to get going and get the sales or get some new students uh, pretty quick. Um, and Ingrid, I think she just, she performed above beyond any of my own expectations of her. Uh, she doesn't get enough credit because even yeah. though we are the entrepreneurs uh, of the company and we started this, uh, she helped uh, build a lot of the foundation uh, from the sales process, the sales material, um, our pitching. Um, we were so concentrating mm -hmm. on class that she took up a lot of the sales stuff and she didn't know also. She was just starting out. Right. In yeah. terms of like uh, B2B business sales, yeah, you know, yeah. and talking to, to managers in mm -hmm. that kind of, in that type of negotiation or doing a, a, a formal business mm. uh, visit. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that was like, we were all learning. <laughs> and um, I think she was, she was such a good people person. Yeah. You know, like an EQ heavy, very, yeah, yeah. very savvy in terms of how she uh, relates. And people loved her. Every one of our students loved her. All staff um, up here, yeah, and, all, and a lot of our corporate clients that we have, even mm -hmm. up to this day, they were started from her. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess one of the secrets to our success was um, just having strong talent that was very uh, multi-dimensional, uh, do a variety of things. It wasn't just focused on one thing. Uh, Ingrid did a lot because, as as Ting mentioned, back then uh, we had no money. We were just we spent all of our budget on the <laughs> office, <laughs> and we were we were done. Down to like nothing. Uh, we were very, very low in our bank accounts. Well, we we didn't know what we were doing in terms of the construction and all that stuff. So we went way over budget on just office oh, design yeah. and getting that. Then so by the time it was done or kind of done, even we had nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't have much to, to survive on, and uh, so we didn't have money to start this company. So when I sent you that email saying that we can do this thing, what made you say yes? That we could do this. I think uh, I think initially we have. That motivation, you know, the, like the passion. I think that was first and foremost. We kind of already had that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to get started. We mm -hmm. wanted to get something done. Yeah. And we knew we didn't want to work for another company, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like another language. We didn't like working in other places. Yeah, yeah, so we thought um, some of that confidence or arrogance or something about us <laughs> that we felt like we had the, the experience by then. Mm -hmm. Even though 10 years ago, we were only in our 30s. Uh, or late 20s. 20s. Yeah. Yeah. But by the time we already had uh, at least close to seven, eight years of experience by that time teaching in throughout Taiwan. Well, or throughout. We, we kind of saw the market and we're like, yeah, I don't, we don't want to go down that route. Mm -hmm. So we'd rather do our own thing. Um, is it going to work or not? I don't know. Um, but I wanted to give it a shot. Uh, so yeah, we had that, as you said, and the uh, timing was kind of just right. Yeah. yeah. And things kind of fell into place. We got some luck on our side. We got a lot things. of luck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the truth is it was, uh, not a dual effort even. It was, uh, like just, it was people. It was besides yeah. Ingrid, there was a lot of people that we also can, um, friends, a lot of friends, Taiwanese. I had so many Taiwanese friends that came out to help me out, uh, when I started just introducing yeah. friends um, of friends. Yeah. 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 yeah, so uh, it was a combination of a lot of people. So that's why I'm very, um, very proud of this company, very proud of uh, everyone I've met uh, through these past 10 years. So I'm very, very happy. Um, but other companies that want to extend, want to extend their life, want to be in business for a long time. Uh, mm. we're, we're now a decade in. Uh, we can say yeah. that we're a decade in. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that we can do? Uh, number one rule that I learned in order keeping uh, not only starting a business, but keeping your business running. Uh, for such a long time, I learned to 
cut your losses. Uh, as Ting mentioned earlier, that arrogance that we had at the beginning saying, yeah, yeah, we can do this. We can do this better than everyone else. That arrogance uh, eventually had to go when we looked at reality in the face, when we looked at that very, very low bank account saying, oh, can we survive another two, three months? Or you get a few uh, rejections or no's. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, what I would say to people is know your minimum. Uh, and that's one thing that uh, that you actually said to me when we were starting out, when we were figuring out how to pay ourselves when we had no money in the bank. Uh, so we're like, how to pay ourselves? Well, we only pay ourselves for our classes. Like we don't give ourselves a management fee, owner's fee, none of that stuff. Like let's just reinvest every little bit that we make. Let's just reinvest in the company in hiring new staff, upgrading things. Uh, and you asked me a question. You're like, what's the minimum you need to be okay, to be satisfied and comfortable? And we both came to a very fair minimum, and we've always kept that. Yeah, yeah. and at the same time, like uh, the first few months, we had to go lower than that. Yeah, I remember yeah. our first salary that we <laughs> paid ourselves for the first two three months was like under eight thousand NT dollars. Low, it was very right? very. That low. comes out to like two hundred US for the whole month of work. It was just enough to eat, and, and we're still working it. like twelve hour days. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, for yeah. only eight thousand that month. Mm -hmm. So we had to just take that personal sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, and then put. Put it into the company yeah so, so uh when you're starting out or or when you're looking to to crawl out of a hole what is the minimum that you need to be satisfied and work towards that and keep that um don't you know don't think yourself oh i'm a boss or, or like i need to i deserve this much you may work we may work 12 hour days seven days a week but that doesn't mean our company is worth that much so we have to keep in line to uh to the way our business is going we got to be a bit realistic so uh cut your losses if you're losing money on some things even like paying yourself uh, let your ego um, out. Keep your ego out of the right, door right, or right. whatever the expression is. Yeah. Uh, so that's number one. Mm. Uh, number two, learn to pivot. Basically, keep your eye on the market um, because the market dictates. Uh, they know what they want. They know what they're paying for. So you really, really have to pay attention to what's going on. Um, if the market is headed one direction, that's what people are buying. That's what people are interested in. Uh, you have to give them that. You can't be stubborn and say, well, I'm going to do it this way. And that way is not making any money. Uh, so learn to pivot. And at the same time, like stubbornness can be good and bad at sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you can be like, All right, we want to do it this way because it's very different than anybody mm -hmm. else. Uh, even though it's not making money now. Yeah. Right. But if we can keep, keep at it, maybe that market does open up. In some ways, that, that helps too. But at the same time, you have to be flexible mm -hmm. uh, because things change kind of on the on the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, think of this pandemic, for example, right? Exactly. Uh, Many people right now don't want to move to online training and, and are resisting the move to digital, you know, because they're so used to uh, paper and print out, printouts and files that they don't want to move to online spaces. They don't want to move to apps. Or even the opposite, where they're so stuck in doing the face-to-face. -face yeah. Yeah. That they can't do an online class right. like that, that phone call that we just had uh, with Ingrid, you know, uh, so uh, learn to pivot, learn to to move in different directions, yeah. be flexible with that. Yeah, and the pivot can also mean in terms of how you your work processes are, how you behave, uh, what direction you're going to take your service or product mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and being able to change it really quickly. Now, for a small company, that's. Actually, we have that flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but even small to mid-sized to large, uh, you have to learn how to do that. Uh, you have to learn how to adjust processes to be more efficient, uh, to be better. Uh, one of the classes that I teach right now is the move to digital, where it's like, all right, it's, it's not enough to move to digital. You move to digital, but now you have to go and train all your staff 
how to do things a completely new way that mm-hmm. they don't know how to do or they're not confident in doing. Um, like just even like uh, like past couple of months, a lot of people moved. You know, uh, when when the pandemic first started, everyone was using Zoom. Um, but now because of some privacy issues, people are moving away from Zoom and, and employees are frustrated. I just learned how to use Zoom. Now I have to learn how to use a completely new mm-hmm. software. So you have to be flexible in that way. So uh, that's the second thing I learned. Yep. Um, the number three, everything takes a lot longer than you think. So it's been 10 years. We're still not at our goal. Yeah. <laughs> what we initially wanted 10 years ago in our very first business. In the same plan. time, like we, our goal has changed and shifted and expanded mm-hmm. as well. So I remember like, you know, companies say, oh, you got to know your vision and what you're, I'll, I'll be honest, like that first year, or even before we started, I had, we had no vision aside from uh, starting a regular business and then trying to make money, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the only goal we had. <laughs> Staying like, alive. Yeah. So we, I didn't, I didn't think we had like a core value or vision or anything once we started. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that came in several years in, at least for me, yeah, I didn't yeah. have that big like what was Big the picture, purpose yeah. and the cause of why our company is even uh, alive? Yeah, uh, until several years in, mm. uh, and then I realized it, and then from there it was it went. But uh, you're right; it does take time, and uh, if you do number one and number two, you give yourself the time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, things just take a lot longer than you expect them to, and and that's okay. That's okay. Um, as long as you're flexible, and as long as you don't do number four. Uh, number four is avoid easy wins. And I've talked about this before on our previous episodes. Easy wins are distractions, are things that you do that you think are good, that may be good, that may be great, but they're not pushing you towards your goal. They're not pushing you to where you want to be. And I see a lot of businesses get stuck on these easy wins. They go after the small cases. They go after the easy things to do because taking that those big steps, taking that big risk is hard to do. It's dangerous to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just don't. So I would say avoid easy wins because sometimes these things are distracting. Sometimes these things are distracting you from your main goal, from where you want to be. Mm. So um, that's something that I, I always tell people. What is an example of a type of distraction that we had earlier on? Early on? Yeah. Um, I would say TOEIC classes were a distraction. Okay. Uh, um, I know the TOEIC market is huge here, um, and we were going against the TOEIC market. Um, but one thing that some people requested TOEIC classes for us, and what we did is we spent a lot of time creating TOEIC material, um, which really went nowhere because not only were we not experts at the TOEIC exam um, at that time, but uh, we also, everyone else out there was teaching TOEIC from books. And we were like, we're not, we're, we're like so against books that we're like, oh, we're just going to write TOEIC exams ourselves and do mm. practices and exercises ourselves. And that just like, you know, it felt like every day is like, oh, I created this great new exercises or the great new lesson plan. But in the end, they're like, that wasn't taking us to where our goal, to what we wanted to do more than English. Or what we needed. Or what we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we did that for like one or two students, but the majority of our classes were business English. So like we spent all this time creating TOEIC material for very few classes for like two or three group classes. Um, but in the end, uh, that wasn't our core audience. So that was an easy win where yeah. I felt like, oh, I'm doing something good, but it wasn't taking us to where we wanted to be. You know, I've seen this a lot with uh, other companies in our industry where the there's like a manager or someone in the lead position mm-hmm. where they spend so much of their energy and effort in creating the material and content and thinking that has value in it. 
<laughs> right and but then they haven't sold use. anything yeah. <laughs> so i think the idea is like they should have sold something and then create the content mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. rather than having the content created all you know like mm-hmm. have this whole program and curriculum already done mm. and then try to sell it yeah, yeah. i think it has value but actually there's no value until unless somebody is for it right? yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. it's not proven it's not proven yet yeah so avoid these uh these distractions taking you uh, to your ultimate goal that you're trying to mm. achieve in your business in your organization or in your industry um so speaking of mistakes yeah, yeah. yeah uh what are some mistakes that we made uh starting this business um number one number one mistake i can easily think about is in the beginning um because me and ting were the founders of the company and we were the only teachers at that time too yeah right? yeah it was just the two of us so because of that we focused on making ourselves look professional and we focused on making the brand vine about russ and ting so one problem that we had in the future is when i needed you know there's only so many days there's only so many hours of class that i can personally teach Mm -hmm. where we had other teachers and we wanted to give other teachers classes not only so they can make more money but also so they can get experience to become better teachers we had trouble giving those classes to other teachers because everyone expected class from russ and ting so the brand was really just about us two it wasn't about the it brand, wasn't expanding the company. Yeah. It wasn't about our teachers. It wasn't about our quality. It wasn't about our, our materials, our, our customized materials. It wasn't about target training. Anything that we we're doing, it was just about, I want class with Russ and Ting, not I want classes at Vine. So that's a big mistake that we made at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, I, uh, early on, I think we focused too much of our sales process on the traditional approach. Mm-hmm. of uh, oh let's present what we do well and talk about all the features and benefits of how good we our are. specialty <laughs> and you know our experience doing this and doing that you know doing that mm. um you know we're to sell we're, we're trying to sell ourselves yeah. uh, what we what we do and what, how you know mm. rather than uh approaching sales as um from their perspective like what yeah. i mean is um problem solving what are the feeding uh, going yeah. into what what are our customers needs and wants yeah instead of understanding what they really need or want we're just Trying so focused on just let's present yeah. like our information i have our sales book or sales material uh let's convince them how good we are yeah rather yeah. than just like oh let's let me let me just focus on you let, let me, me ask questions <laughs> to you uh to them mm. uh to understand their situation a little bit more and then create a solution from that yeah i think uh, early on in our sales approach and why we couldn't get like um anything beyond like a one-on-one class yeah 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 was because we did a little bit too much of that we couldn't land those corporate cases yeah yeah, yeah. or or just even like group class or one you know like people were thinking wow this is kind of expensive blah blah and yeah. we're trying to convince why it's expensive by saying more good things about us yeah, and our company rather than actually what we could do for them. Uh, and another one I would say there was um, personally uh, at the beginning, I focused so much on teaching that I did not concentrate on developing the business in terms of developing the brand and really the helping Ingrid, helping our staff with sales because I was so focused on teacher Russ that I wasn't focused on boss Russ. So things got a little bit better uh, and I can pinpoint exactly when it got better is when i decided you know what i'm gonna stop taking so many classes and i'm gonna move towards more concentrating on sales and marketing and then we saw like an uptick in business because i was able to concentrate more on you said on on our material and how to present our material how how to present the website how to create a new technology Mm -hmm. in order to uh, in, in order to make our classes better so i think once i made that shift from 
teacher Russ to boss Russ. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that really, really helped. And it focused uh, more on your core strengths. Uh, yeah, exactly. And your exactly. interests. Like you had more uh, motivation to do that kind of stuff. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a geek at heart, so I'm more interested in technical stuff, sitting in front of the computer and programming. So once I focused on that, on that part, then I was like able to create lots of great new content and new things for all uh, for the entire company, and that helped. So that was my mistake at the beginning. I was focused so much on on just I needed to make money because I needed to, and the only way for me to make money was for me to teach classes, not help my teachers become better teachers, not help my staff uh, create more sales. Yeah. Okay. So that's a mistake that I made. Uh, for me, another mistake would be getting too high on like wins. Mm -hmm. So I remember, uh, like for example, getting our first big corporate contract. Mm. For us now, it's like would consider small, right? Yeah. But for us at that time, it was huge. Oh yeah, we got that. right. Yeah. Or or just getting yeah, it's like just that. And then once we got that win, like the the contract was signed, and it's like oh, we're gonna have classes with this company. Um, I think. From my point of view, I we eased up on the pedal a little bit. Like we knew we had we got the contract, so it was like a given, right? So we weren't pushing forward or challenging ourselves more. We would kind of like I would for at least for me, I can speak for myself. I relaxed a bit, yeah, and I was coasting because I was like, oh, I knew we got this guaranteed contract, and I and I coasted. So I think and um, then uh, and then we lost them. This right, the airport we, case. Right. No, not just that. It was yeah. more, it was that. And then the bank, our yeah, first yeah. big million dollar case. Like at yeah. that time, we're like so happy. Like, yes. Million dollar case. Yeah. And we're, and we we're lost. just thinking, uh, yeah, <laughs> like we lost it within after, a year or two, two years, years, of, two years. The, of the, yeah. And it's just like, because we weren't pushing ahead or doing things differently, we were just kind of just coasting, knowing that we had gotten the case. Um, and we eased up on the pedal. Like, yeah. I think that's, so I would say getting too high on these wins. So I think in the future, it helped us. Uh, those kind of um, not not ones call them failures. Uh, those kind of like um, learning opportunities. Learning opportunities, like those that, those uh, things that kind of we step back a little bit on. Well, um, that leads me exactly yeah. to one of our reasons for our success uh, is because uh, we started to innovate, mm -hmm. and from the beginning we were always trying to innovate. Uh, from the beginning when we designed the custom book, which is a, a book that is created entirely for each student, so it isn't one English book that you know everyone uses is every student has their own individual there's a john book or a book. stacy book yeah. or whoever yeah. yeah so that was from the very beginning in the very beginning i had to do it manually it wasn't until i had some time to develop software to be able to to uh, create it more dynamically make it more efficient uh, yeah. before it took us maybe like an hour hour and a half to do each book mm -hmm. uh, now it's down to five ten minutes for each person right uh so in order for me to create that software for it um i had to innovate we had to innovate with a custom book uh, right now we have Vine Dots and people see Vine Dots as like, oh, this is a cool. That's version three. That's mm -hmm. the third generation. We started with Vine Community. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to VCL. And then finally, earlier this year, I launched a Vine Dots interactive e-learning. Uh, so we're always innovating. It goes through iterations. And, yeah, and yeah. Because yeah. we're not satisfied with when, when it just happens once. Um, the way we used to be dissatisfied with something. So exactly. I think is that the, the, the idea is to keep pushing and moving forward and keeping that momentum going because um, you can't ease up when you get a win. Mm -hmm. In fact, you got to work harder yeah, to yeah. maintain that win. Um, that's something I think we learned from, because from an earlier mistake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, we've been constantly uh, innovating uh, the past couple of years and we continue to use it. We continue to use technology to innovate us. Cause even though we're a language uh, company, um, we still bring a lot of technology into all of our classes, even though it's one-on-one -on -one classes uh, that people don't see behind the scenes. We do a lot of that, a lot of that, and that keeps us one step ahead of everyone else. That's one of the things that companies must keep doing. They must keep innovating their processes, not just their products, 
that they're giving out or their services, um, but their own work process internally uh, to make things more efficient. To and how you present things, yourself externally too. How you present yourself. Um, uh, One thing we've done, yeah. I, I mean, in a, in a physical sense, is our website. Right. Yeah. Every single year, we have a brand new <laughs> website because you I just sit cannot <laughs> sit there with the same website for more than a year. You have to have a brand new design. Uh, um, the way it looks, mm -hmm. you know, um, the way we present information, the type of information we present. Well, the reason I do yeah. that is because I use new technology uh, that wasn't around uh, two, three years ago. I use whatever latest technology they have, and I try to use that to present ourselves in a better light, to present our features, to present um, what we do to our customers. Uh, this is my dedication to innovation, uh, using technology to help not just uh, our teachers become better teachers, not just to uh, help our work process, our sales process, help our, our database management. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of stuff that. And we well, need I think do. what helped was anytime we had like a new staff, one of the first <laughs> tasks you assign to them is go through our website, pick it apart. Yeah, yeah. Like, what That's do you <laughs> hate about it? What what looks like crap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and tell us. Yeah. And then, you know, because it's like fresh eyes looking into it. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that helps. Yeah. So, that was one reason for our success uh, innovation. Uh, another thing for our success, I think initially what helped us out was focus on our key clients. I mentioned earlier the TOEIC classes, which was kind of like a distraction for us. Um, but one thing that we did very, very well was uh, initially when customers would come to us, we'd be very picky about customers. We wouldn't just uh, teach anyone who wanted a class from us. We'd actually pick the best people or we'd actually pe pick people in uh, high positions in companies and really focus on HR managers. And the reason we do that is because we knew the people coming in to learn with us had to be dedicated because the dedicated students would perform better. Thus, when other people saw them saying, oh, why are you doing so good? Part of that was they, they had their own internal motivation to do it. So, and that made us look good because if we just taught whoever, if we taught one person that wasn't interested in learning, and they come in and after two months, they hate it because they don't, they don't want to take class, but they're being forced to take class. In six months, they're going to be out there. It's like, oh, you know, they're not going to say good things about us because they're just not interested in learning. So at the beginning, we really focused on our key clients and finding people who are really motivated. And together, we built something. Yeah. So like, um, I guess to add to that is the focus on service. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, I'm, just, I'm not talking about in general, like a customer service and all that. I'm talking about because we're in the education industry. Uh, our our main thing is is not a product itself; yeah. it's service to others. Mm. So I think uh, if we focus, anytime we focus on on our what we do as a service to others and to help them achieve their goals, um, um, get what they need. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think it always helps us, and mm. it kind of it comes back around. Um, so we, I think, as long as we focus on our students, our clients, their goals, their achievements, their successes, uh, and not on my own company goals. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't like I, when I teach, I'm not thinking like how this is going to help my company. Yeah. Yeah. I'm focusing strictly on uh, that student or that company. Being customer that centric, group, right. client centric. Yes. Right. And then, yeah. so, and I find that uh, if I, you know, if we do a good job with that um, as a byproduct, it kind of turns back around because it now they're us giving us more business or now they're telling um, uh, uh, friends, uh, other colleagues to take Staff, the classes. Yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of times like, uh, like our biggest clients, I think, we got it through word of mouth through another client, mm -hmm. not from just a brand new sales or, you know, yeah, uh, not going out there or advertising or cold calling. It's really much someone, someone, someone noticed, Hey, you were, you got success. You got a promotion. You got a, 
a better job at an international company. How did you do it? I studied here with Russ for interviews and they started coming to us. Yeah. So, so the really success helped. is really, for me, it's like the service to others mm -hmm. is, is a key reason for the success. Uh, another thing for our success is really our staff. Uh, from the very beginning, Ingrid, uh, we hire staff that's multidimensional. Um, and our teachers too. Um, our core teachers really helped uh, push our name um, because we, we started focusing on our teachers and getting their re-sign rates up. So more people requested them, not requested Russ and Ting. And that made me very happy when the first time said, because like I had a big ego in my head or like, oh, I'm a superstar teacher. Everyone wants to take class from me. And when I had a student say like, no, no, I want that teacher, not Russ. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like, oh, really? Sometimes that's like, an ego hit. Yeah, and sometimes I was like, oh, you don't want me to teach you? But then like that, I, I, I threw that aside and I'm like, all right, wait, you want him to teach you? Awesome. That means he's doing a great job. So I really must thank uh, a lot of the teachers that we've had over the past years uh, that did a great job uh, delivering above and beyond um, yeah, and then and, and, um, putting into himself like the DNA of our company. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's uh, the ones that really stuck. Power. The ones, the the ones that um, have been the most successful with us are the ones who have the Vine DNA. Yeah, and that's something that's kind of developed over time through experience, mm -hmm. but also spending time with us, um, getting their training, yeah. getting their own experience, and developing their own style that works for them, mm -hmm. but also has contributed value uh to the company yeah yeah um and in 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 different ways that something i can't do or that you can't do mm. uh, i think that has really helped they uh they fill in the holes the the voids that we have all right so definitely it's been about the people uh the people behind the scenes um from our sales team uh our administrative team to um, our teachers um, and obviously our public, the students that take classes with us face-to-face -face or online, um, both here and all around the world. Um, so I want to say thank you to everyone for the past 10 years and let's wish for another 10 years. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See you in 10 years. This is the next time we'll do a podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're back. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. We're back. Uh, so be sure to subscribe uh, if you're listening to us on podcast. On YouTube also, uh, please subscribe. And we have uh, lots of great new episodes for you. Uh, Thank you. 10 years. <laughs>